Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for our number three of Weekend Fantasy Update. Oh, this, uh, thank you, thank you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> hey, Taz, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving after this hour because, look, <laughs> I, I lost it. <laughs> Why don't we change the clocks? Maybe that's what happened. Did, did, did we change the clocks? <laughs> I didn't change mine. I can't speak for you people in Staten uh, Island. Yeah, it's we're in a different time zone. <laughs> you certainly we're, are. You certainly Yeah, I know. Are. We're in a different plane with different uh <laughs> whatever. But uh so uh, <laughs> as uh, keep we keep you hostage out, on that island, you gotta pay to get off no matter where you go. And it's ter- you know, for for residents we get a discount getting off the island the Verrazano way. Because I, th- I think it's, I want to say it's, is it $16 or something like that? M- maybe 17 Wow. <laughs> it's, it's definitely 15 okay? But then again, I just thought it was the third hour of our show. But uh, but as a, as a Staten Island resident, when you use the Easy Pass, it's like uh, a little less than 6 bucks. But still. Well, that's not so bad. No, not, not that terrible. But, you know, when you invite people over your house, uh, you kind of feel bad. It's like, hey, you know, <laughs> let me throw you a couple bucks. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, before we went to commercial, uh, we had announced that uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out that uh, wide receiver Terrell Pryor, uh, Jets wide receiver Terrell Pryor, uh, is going to be released. He has a tear in his groin, expected to be out about two weeks. Uh, supposedly the Jets are interested in bringing him back when healthy, but uh, Schefter speculates that uh, other teams will also likely be interested in him. So, I'm trying to uh, figure out what the other corresponding move they made was to drop yeah. him. Otherwise, it doesn't right. really make sense to drop him unless they had to pick somebody up uh, somewhere right. else. And I haven't seen that yet, so I haven't found any information yeah. on that. Otherwise, to just drop him with no corresponding move is, is idiotic to me, especially yeah. with a team whose best wide receiver and then was already hurt. The only person I know, and I'm sure there's other people, guys wow. and players, you think they would maybe uh, bring uh, D'Angelo Henderson off their uh, practice squad? Activate him because of because of Crowell and 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 uh, being a little banged up. I don't know. Well, well I guess anything we'll anything is possible at this point. There's no yeah. no doubt about it. Maybe they're making room because they're talking trade with somebody. Uh, yeah. You know, it just we just don't Very know. True. I mean, look, uh, we follow this game. You know, every day, pretty much every hour, and none of yeah. us had a hint that Carlos Hyde was being traded. Right. Right. Very true. Very true. Uh, so yeah, I mean, prior priors had a. Uh, s- Small year, basically slow. Uh, two weeks ago, one for 20 with a touchdown. Last week, caught five of six targets, uh, five for 57 with a touchdown. So, uh, you know, kind of just, you know, hanging out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, but like most of these Jets receivers have been, I mean, it's been a, a Nunwa or, or nobody uh, right. most weeks. So, But now right. a was out. Uh, now Pryor's out, so I mean it's going to be the Robbie Anderson, Jerome, uh, Jermaine Curse uh, week this week. No doubt, I love yeah. Curse. I loved him last week. I love him this week again. Yeah, yeah, he had a big week. I think he had ten targets last week and nine catches. So yeah, I'm all in on Curse as well. Um, so back to this. Uh, let's uh, put this game to bed. The uh, Patriots and the, the Bears. So we were talking a little uh, Tariq Cohen. We're talking a little bit about uh, Jordan Howard. Uh, I kind of I like uh, Taylor Gabriel in this game. You know, Allen Robinson nursing a groin injury of his own. Uh, he practiced, I believe, yesterday Friday. So uh, when you practice on Friday, you know, 
usually you'll play, but is he going to be a decoy? Is he going to be 100%? But uh, Taylor Gabriel, right, so I, I, looking up some stats on him, hasn't dropped a pass since week three. Two straight games, 100 uh, receiving yards or more. Uh, Patriots defense gets wide receivers, eh, like you, you kind of alluded to, right? Uh, three touchdowns to wide receivers uh, in week six and the third most touchdowns to the position uh, this season, a total of nine. And uh, Gabriel's getting targeted uh, in that ten yard uh, line, within that ten yard line, four targets leads the Bears receivers. So uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's had twenty nine targets the last four games. Uh, yeah, numbers you want to see, and of course, with the you know resurgence of this offense the last two weeks, plays into his hands. Uh, you know, I, as long as he's getting targets and this offense is moving the ball, he's going to be a, a nice play. Uh, and mm-hmm. like I said, New England's secondary is not the best in the world. If they can't get pressure uh, right up front in Trubisky's face, then he should be able to put some numbers up on the board against him, especially mm-hmm. trying to play catch-up because I don't care how good Chicago's defense is going to be. I still expect New England to put up points, as does Vegas, obviously, because they still have the over-under at 49 uh, and an implied point total for uh, New England at just over 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last player I'll mention is Trey Burton. Uh, tight end for the Bears, had a touchdown last week. Uh, Patriots have given up uh, four touchdowns to tight ends, which is the most in football so far this year. So, uh, Taz, what are we thinking about this game? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Uh, New England uh, is, you know, a road favorite at minus three and a half. Uh, last I checked, uh, like I said, the over-under is 49 in this one. So they're they're expecting points to be, be on the board. Uh, you know, not really giving Chicago defense the respected deserves that's been playing pretty well at least against running backs passing game it's been getting beaten i expect that to trend to continue i think brady's going to put up points i like the new england patriots laying the three and a half and i do like the over even though this game could be a, a slugfest yeah i'm actually with you on this one so uh you know, it was interesting how uh, lethargic that the bears came out of that uh, bye week last week right against the dolphins but uh, yeah, whatever. Well, you know, the big thing last week was that Frank Gore was actually the first running back all season to go over 100 yards against uh, Chicago. Every other mm-hmm. game, they they kept every running back at 50 yards or below. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was the first good running game against them all season. So it right. shows it could be done. And, you yeah. know, it also shows that Frank Gore is anything but dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's bionic. <laughs> he's got to be. <laughs> he just keeps on going. Uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, the uh, Colts as the home favorite by eight points to the Bills. Over on there in this game is 43. And uh, just in general, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that Kelvin Benjamin is still on the Bills. <laughs> I mean, you saw that report before the game last week. He denies it. And, you know, all right, we give him the benefit of the doubt. But supposedly uh, quarterback Josh Allen had said, hey, uh, let's get some extra work in before the game. And Benjamin said no. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, you hate to see that, um, but I think this team is, you know, a lot of this team is really just given up for the most part, and mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, now we got Josh Allen out. Now they went yeah. and got Derek Anderson Derek to Anderson, start with them. Yeah. And, you know, it, it man, Derek Anderson, you kidding me? Kind of well, hard Steve to, DeBerg, to have any. Steve DeBerg wasn't available. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Steve DeBerg was the kind of guy that everybody would take out of mothballs when they needed a quarterback back in the day. I even, you know, when his name came to, to my head, I looked up his numbers, right, at at in 1998, at 44 years old, he came back to play for the uh, Falcons. <laughs> yeah, right. And at 30, just, you never know. Yeah. And at 37, in 1991, he was 10 and 5 with the Chiefs. This guy, DeBerg, you couldn't kill him. He was like Jason. You couldn't kill him. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, th- this is what struck me about Derek Anderson. Um, you know, over the last six years, he's actually had a 70% completion rate, but that's yeah. only 111 for 158, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, and that's in the last six years. Um, right. You know, really hard to count on him for anything at this point. And, you know, I, I man, it, <laughs> I just can't imagine the Bills not licking their chops. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, not the Bills. The Colts. Uh, Colts. Colts licking their chops yeah. and coming after him all day. And mm-hmm. it's just going to make it harder for him. Going to going to make it a little harder for McCoy. But it end up may end up working to McCoy's favor because every mm-hmm. time Anderson drops back, he may be looking to dump that ball to McCoy, knowing as a veteran he yeah. could do that and get away with it. Whereas you know it just didn't look like Josh Allen was comfortable checking down to that running back. I think we see Derek Anderson doing that a ton. Yeah, he's going to have to. Yeah, so they would check down to McCoy, who 
when I looked him up this morning, is it possible that he's RB41 on the season? It is. It In is PPR? a very tough start with the injuries yeah. and everything, with yeah. this offense doing much. You know, last couple of weeks, over 12 points. So, you know, he's mm-hmm. getting back into that RB3 range, that flex range. And, you know, maybe if Anderson it does what I expect him to do, check down more often, then I think he starts moving closer into that RB2 range. Mm-hmm. But he needs those pass catches you know, to do that. He's not going to do it on the ground with this offense because you know defenses are just going to continue to crowd the box, maybe even more now for Anderson than they did for Allen. Right, right. It's not like Anderson is just going to break away and run and kill you that way. Mm -hmm. And the offensive line uh, for the Bills isn't that great either. But um, what about, uh, this is, you know, kind of silly or crazy to say, but what about Charles Clay? I mean, if you're looking at somebody, let's say, if you want to dump off some passes to, you know, maybe you dump them off uh, over the middle to Charles Clay. Colts, fifth most fantasy points per game to tight ends. And I know it's a stretch, but uh, I think he had like five catches last week, Charles Clay. He's not dead yet. <laughs> well, he caught four, but it was only for oh, 20 yeah. yards. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, five targets, which was an uptick. Look, he, mm-hmm. he's shown in the past that he could be a reliable tight end. It's just yeah. that, you know, Josh Allen health-wise. wasn't really looking for him to. And health health always wise, been too. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah. But, you know, like you say, uh, Indy has given up a lot to, to tight ends. Um, so he, he might be consideration. I think he's, you know, an excellent GPP play this week if you want to punt the position and take the shot. I, I think yeah. he might be that, you know, contrarian player that nobody else is really rostering. Right. All right. So on the Colts side, it looks like T.Y. Hilton uh, looks like he's going to play, right? It does look like T.Y. is going to play this week, although he's got a terrible matchup going up against Traverius White, uh, who's mm-hmm. been playing really good corner all year, shutting down some big wide receivers. I think uh, Hilton in his first game back is going to struggle. Yeah, so no Ryan Grant, but uh, I guess if uh, Hilton struggles, um, more for Chester Rogers. <laughs> and, right? and I agree with that. I like Rogers yeah. this week. He, he yeah. should be there. We might even see a little bit more Naeem Hines again this week. Uh, we didn't yeah. see him much last week with Mac coming back, but I think we mm-hmm. might see a little bit more Hines this week. Yeah. What do you think about Mac last week? Twelve for eighty-nine, seven point four two yards per carry. Uh, are you in? Do you think that you know, if if Mac is healthy and Hines stays healthy, that the Colts finally could do something in terms with their running game? You know, make Mac the early down back, and then you know just have Hines as the pass catching back, and then be done with it. You know, just so that we don't we make sure that maybe Luck's arm doesn't fall off where he has to throw the ball forty, fifty times a game. <laughs> well, that's absolutely what they want to happen. Uh, they mm-hmm. want to get this ground game established, and they're hoping Mac can bring it back. Look, Mac did well last year when he when he played, uh, so they're expecting that again. He was injured, didn't really get any kind of start this year, but he, he seems to be healthy. You know, not on the injury report as of today for this week. So you know, mm-hmm. you got to like him. But it's a tough matchup. Buffalo has been very good against the ground game. They're only allowing three point eight yards per carry. They've only given up seventy seven yards per. Uh, per game on average on the ground. So, you know, it, it's tough that way. They have given up, though, an average of six receptions to the running backs a game, which I think mm-hmm. puts Hines back in play. Right, right. And uh, what more could you really say about Eric Ebron, right? What the hell were you doing in, in Detroit? Because tight end two behind Zach Ertz for the year, right? Six touchdowns on the season leads the position. Third most red zone targets of any position, you know, running back, wide receiver, anything. He's uh, just having a phenomenal season. Yeah, no, he is, absolutely. But Bills have been really good against tight ends. Uh, You know, they've given up less than four receptions and 40 yards a game. Uh, So there are no walk over here. But Ebron is just playing at such a high level at this point that it's kind of hard to to think they can shut him down. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, again, they've gone against uh, the greatest tight ends uh, their last five games were Houston with, you know, Ryan Griffin. Okay, he doesn't really threaten anybody. Tennessee, uh, Walker's out. They had Green Bay with Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham had a pretty decent game. They had uh, Minnesota with Rudolph. Who, you know, Rudolph is definitely that TD-dependent type of guy. He really needs those TDs right. to get your fantasy points. Um, so it's not like they've really faced a juggernaut, but they have been really good against him, only giving up two passing touchdowns to the position and less than 10 fantasy points a game. Mm-hmm. So what do we think in terms of game script? I mean, you kind of insinuated what you thought earlier, but Colts have enough to um, to cover the eight. I mean, on the on the other hand, you know, the way you were talking, you know, Buffalo Bills defense isn't as terrible, especially against the pass. 
isn't as terrible as, as some would uh, be led to believe. Hey, Buffalo is number five against quarterbacks so far in the year, less than 20 points a game on average. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've given up nine passing touchdowns, but they've taken five interceptions. So, you know, playing well that way, they're, they're good against uh, wide receivers and tight ends, just not so good against the running game. So it's mm-hmm. going to come down to, I think, Indianapolis trying to establish that running game, but Luck's still going to throw a ton, so it's hard to really not – trust him because he'll throw as much as he has to. I just don't like T.Y. Hilton in this one. Uh, so, you know, again, I, I think Rodgers is going to have to be, come play. Zach Pascal might even become a player this week, uh, just mm-hmm. be more involved. But uh, it, it's hard, you know, it's just hard to trust Hilton first week back with this tough a matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you trust uh, Rodgers enough to put him in a DFS lineup or two? Uh, it, yeah, I, I do, actually. I, I'll take the chance on him in a couple. Again, it, it's, you know, it if you want to take that low-owned guy that you can get, you know, good chalk around him, then I think mm-hmm. he is in that play. But there's a, quite a few wide receivers this week that I think fall into that category. All right. Uh, so the next game that we're going to be talking about is the Lions and the Dolphins. And uh, got a prop bet that we'll uh, just go over uh, regarding uh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake was in tears last week. Um. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> there's no crying in football, Kenny. I'm sorry, it's just no crying in football. Um, yeah, right. we just can't see that stuff. Yeah. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll uh, break down the Lions and the Dolphins and uh, go over a prop bet regarding Kenyon Drake. Listen to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. And the bells are ringing, and they're bringing us back, Taz. They're bringing us back. Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And Don't the, mind uh, me. I'm just sitting here playing air drums. There you go. And while you do that, let me, uh, let me tell you about uh, DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer because it is now available. That means that you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests that started this past week. We told you about the premium subscribers winning hundreds of dollars each night using the DailyRoto.com lineup optimizers. We told you about the subscribers winning thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. The ones taking down tournaments like Colin Drew winning hundreds of thousands and how DailyRoto.com has produced (laughs) seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners. If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and you aren't using Daily Roto tools and projections and optimizers, you're just doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. Hey, and look, if if you play DFS without looking for those big numbers, if if you're a guy like me who grinds it out and plays those small games, and that's what I do, uh, I got to tell you that the optimizer for NBA has been great for me. I've won four out of my five 50-50s so far. There you go. There you go. Real life uh, description of how of how it helps, right? Right. So go to dailyroto.com and click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's dailyroto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. And that's what it's all about: winning, right? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Hallelujah, I got through the read. I got through the read. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I'll be happy when they get a, a special fantasy test, you know, uh, n- 
thing out there so oh, like people a, a can promo save code? money. Yeah, 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 yeah. promo code yeah, yeah. for yeah, Fantasy yeah. Taz. Come on now, guys. There you go. All right. Fantasy Let's get with Taz. it. Fantasy Jesus. We'll get a Fantasy Sean Engel. We'll get everyone. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You know, uh, the, this Actually, I have that, a perfect idea yeah. for what the code should be for uh, oh, yeah. the Fantasy Taz. <laughs> and it goes, now, what would that be? It goes exactly like this. <laughs> yeah, but nobody could spell that. Yeah, I was going to say. Try, I knew he was going there. <laughs> well, then let me put it this way. If they actually figure out how to spell it, they get it for free. Ooh, there you go. You go. <laughs> Everybody's Let's make sitting it happen. now taping that saying, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Just remember right. you heard it from Sean, not from uh, Joe or I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that optimizer will help you win some cash. Did you guys play uh, a little uh, lottery last night? Was it Mega was last night and then Powerballs tonight? I don't play lottery. Never do. No? Never did. Yeah. It's the biggest waste of money on the planet. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I go into a bagel <laughs> store, and I, like I'll I'll buy like a a quick pick, on occasion. But you know, only when it's over a billion. Yeah, only when your odds are so damn astronomical, you probably go yeah. to the moon before you win. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I get it. I but, get it. Yeah, you understand, right? <laughs> but yeah, no one no one hit last day, Taz. So it's probably, I, I, I think it was one point six last night, or probably I'm guessing maybe. Uh, the next one might be Tuesday, maybe $1.1 billion, you know? Yeah. Hey, that's, you know what? The, the one thing I do know about that, all the states involved are raking in a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You're right, yeah. But I think you have a better shot if you use uh, the Daily Roto and the uh, lineup <laughs> yeah, optimizer. Yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's what we need. We need a lottery yeah. optimizer. Come yeah, on, Daily yeah, yeah. Roto, get with it. Yeah. I mean, look, you won four out of five nights. <laughs> yeah, spit those numbers out. Yeah, there you go. That's a tools. People will be buying that like crazy. <laughs> All right, so I uh, want to remind uh, our listeners, 3 o'clock, 844-843-6879. You can give us a call, and uh, we'll answer your questions regarding any lineup issues, trade issues that you have, or life issues. Look, you know, if you you know if you have an, an issue, Taz uh, a friendly kind of sort. He just wants to help people. Hey, I've been doing it for years. Good Not change. like I'm ever going to get rich in this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Lions and the Dolphins, and uh, we talked about that. Uh, the Kenyon Drake uh, reduced the tears after he had uh, fumbled the ball on the one-yard line, right? <laughs> so uh, one of the prop bets I saw this week was, will Kenyon Drake record a carry from the opponent's one-yard line in any game week 7 to 16? Uh, the odds are yes, minus 175, no, plus 135. Yeah, you got to say yes, absolutely. I, I mean, <laughs> Frank Gore is 35. Uh, you know, it, the odds of him breaking down or at least missing a game are, are have to be pretty damn good. And, you mm-hmm. know, they're going to give Drake another shot at some point, whether it be out of just a play call, trying to change it up, make them think that they're going to run and, they, you know, throw – a pass and then they run. He's going to get mm-hmm. his shot. So I absolutely think yes is the answer. Uh, obviously, so does Vegas. There you go. Right. <laughs> so th- in this game here, we have uh, the Dolphins as a home underdog by three points. Over under this game is 46 and a half. Uh, so uh, is it Brocktober? Is it Brocktober? <laughs> because uh, Brock Osweiler gets another start. Ryan Tannehill out probably another couple of weeks. By the way, the NFL investigating the Dolphins for the way that they uh, handled that that injury last week, right? Just crept up on everyone. I didn't crept up on anybody. Everybody else, you know, it crept up on them. Miami exactly what they were doing. But you know what? You're going to investigate Miami. investigate all the other teams in the league. I mean, a few weeks ago, we didn't even know what hand. He wasn't on the injury. And then, you know, 10 minutes to game time, we see that he's got a person hand. You know, this happens all the time. And, you know, they're just not. It's so hard to know when Dean Blossom was not. In this case, it seemed to be obvious that Tannehill was going to play. They didn't put that designation on him. So they demanded up seeing the pond from It's not like every other team does do the same thing. Like every week, for New England, every big starter is questionable. Right, every, right. Single, every single week. Yeah. Week, by the way, speaking of New England, and I didn't bring some when we did that game, I don't know if, if it was just someone tweeting like an old uh, press conference from, from Belichick or if it was uh, – 
this week where he said it. Basically, he just said, and I'm paraphrasing, hey, look, if you know, if we score more points than the, than the Bears and, 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 and they don't score too many points, and you know, we'll win. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally missed that. I didn't see yeah. that at all, so uh, I have no well, you idea. Know, you never know sometimes <laughs> when you're on Twitter if someone's just, uh, you know, capturing an old video or whatever, but yeah, yeah, it was right. just silly. But uh, so Brock I have a Brock- perfect example of that. A few yeah. weeks ago, a guy I know and, and, and like and follow on Twitter just happened to put out there that Gronk was down and, you know, would look like he was going to miss the rest of the season, only it turned out it was a tweet from 2013. Oh boy! <laughs> I told him at first I wanted to cry, and then yeah. second I wanted to make you cry. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, you know. Yeah, especially you know on on Twitter, on Facebook. Sometimes people will post uh, articles, and you're like you're shocked, but then you look at the date, and yeah. you know it's three years ago. I mean, come on, you know. So, so is it Brocktober? I mean, or is it midnight and uh, his riches are going to turn? To rags, just like that whole Cinderella story. Oh yeah, I can't say I like him this week at all. <laughs> Look, it, you know, it's it just not. He had a great game last week. I just, I, I don't know how he did that against the Bears defense, but he did. Mm, three hundred eighty yeah. yards, three touchdowns. Holy crap, that was Brock Osweiler. <laughs> right, right, right. Every other team in the league swears this guy can't play quarterback, which isn't. Uh, you know, now there's rumors out there that Tannehill, you know, may be done with Miami after this year. Maybe mm-hmm. they have designs on Osweiler, but man, I, I just oh, can't scary see it. if they do. Every, <laughs> yeah, every other time he's gotten the opportunity, he hasn't lived up to the hype. So it's kind of hard to think he would now. And after that great op- that great offensive game, I just don't think he does it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got a tough tough matchup this week. Uh, Lions. Uh, have held uh, four out of the five quarterbacks that they faced. The fantasy results of quarterback 18 or worse. That comes from Evan Silva. And uh, the Lions are top 12 in quarterback hit rate, 16.6. And uh, they're also getting back uh, top pass rusher Ezekiel Ansah from uh, his four-game absence. So Absolutely. It's be All one, positive man. things. Absolutely. Yeah. They've held the opposing quarterbacks uh, to just 246 yards. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really can't see Osweiler doing much in this one. Don't really like this Miami passing game at all. Right. Uh, so uh, what about their uh, Miami's running game? We mentioned about Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore, uh, just over six yards per carry the, over the past two weeks, 12 and 15 carries the past couple of weeks. I mean, Kenyon Drake actually been coming on a little bit, right? Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if – if you own him, what are you doing with Kenyon Drake? Are you are you starting him, or are you kind of putting him off to the side until you need him for a bye week? Can you trust him? Well, I, I like the fact that he now has a defined role, and like you say, because of that defined role, it seems like he's gotten more fantasy points. Yes, um, you know he's still out snapping Gore. Gore is just running better, yes. and that you know. It's hard to imagine this young kid who looked pretty good last year all of a sudden getting outrun by a 35-year-old Gore. But all preseason, all they did was talk about how good Gore looked, how good Gore looked. And now we're finally seeing, you know what, they've made the decision Gore is going to be the early down back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but because of that, now it puts Drake in that, you know, reception role. And for PPR guys, that that's gold. We want that running back sure. who's going to be catching those passes and, you know, we're looking at a team here with uh, with Detroit that has given up over five receptions and 50 yards a game to running backs. Right. So I think this really plays into Drake's hands. I actually like Drake as a play this week. Gore a little less, but, you know, over the last two weeks, 27 carries for 160, 164 yards. So he's actually doing quite well. But, you know, to get into fantasy relevance, he really needs that touchdown. And, you know, we just haven't seen that many goal line attempts for him yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we already talked about the uh, Dolphins passing game. That we're not really uh, optimistic, should we say, this week. Uh, Albert Wilson, though, had a decent game last week. First game uh, above six targets on the year. Uh, but basically kind of unsustainable because he turned a couple of check down passes into long touchdowns right <laughs> so yeah absolutely yeah. unsustainable hard to count yeah. on that a lot of people went out rushed out and picked him up on the waiver wire this week mm-hmm. i tried to cool that 
you know, uh, frenzy as much as I could, but mm -hmm. just all over the place. Everybody wanting to start Albert Wilson coming off that game. And, you know, it, just look at what Robbie Anderson two weeks ago when he did the same thing, two big long plays, yeah. great stat line, and then last week does nothing. That's right. the kind of guy thing you're going to expect from Wilson. And, mm -hmm. again, we talked about we don't like Brock Eisweiler to have that kind mm -hmm, of game mm -hmm. again. So if right. Brock Eisweiler isn't having that kind of game, Wilson <laughs> isn't either. To trickle down, uh, you know, they say what rolls downhill, right? right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, back to the Lions. Sugar Cut honey iced tea, as uh, Corey would like to say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard that term. I love it. I'm going to use it all the time now. It is a good one. And you can listen to yourself, uh, the Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Chris Ventra, uh, every day, five uh, days a week, Monday through Friday, 1 p.m., right here, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy football, and frenzy, also right? on YouTube, you get to see yep. our friendly faces. There you go. There you go. You're a TV star. <laughs> <laughs> so, carry uh, on, Johnson. Lions still not committing to uh, making him their bell cow back. Uh, still could get vultured by Garrett Blunt at any time. But uh, Theo Riddick has been ruled out, so maybe uh, that might help Johnson get some more uh, work. Uh, you know, catching some passes. What do we think? Oh, I, lo I love Johnson this week, uh, and mm -hmm. I absolutely expect him to, to get the lion's share of the touches this week uh, in this matchup. It just – you know, they got to get him established. they got to get him the ball, and like you said, without Riddick there, he's got to become more involved in the passing game. You know, Dolphins have, have allowed the third most, most receptions to backs and have given up over 100 yards on the ground. So, you know, he's a good play this week. I, I like him a lot, and he's another one that I have in a lot of my DFS lineups. There you go. All right. Uh, what are we thinking about uh, Matthew Stafford? Uh, QB 20 so far this season. He was one of those guys like Phillip Rivers that you were happy to get a little bit later. You know, if, if you did what, what, what most of the analysts in the industry do, uh, you do it. I think I, I think you do it, right? I do it. You know, waiting on quarterbacks. Uh, you know, it, it worked out with Phillip Rivers, who I said was QB 3. But Stafford, QB 20 with Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones? I mean, and they're running ninth most passing plays, and his sacks are down. You know, it's only sacked nine times a season. What the heck is going on there? Yeah, but they've had a couple of crazy games that just didn't work in the game script for him uh, to really put up those numbers. You know, outside of week one, he's had multiple touchdowns in every week. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like he's doing that. Uh, you know, just last week against the Packers, 183 passing yards has everybody a little bit down. Uh, you know, he's going to have those kind of games like week one, 286 yards of touchdown, but then those four interceptions killed his value. So that mm -hmm. really drags his number down when you see games like that. But, you know, again, four four straight games of multiple touchdown passes. He's coming off the bye, so he had an extra week to work on it this week, uh, get all these guys, Marvin Jones, back fully healthy. And, you know, I, I guess this Dolphins team that I think they could definitely ex exploit this week. So what are we thinking in terms of uh, this game? You're thinking Lions exploiting I, these Miami Dolphins and Brock? I, Brock? I, <laughs> I, I am. I definitely I, I like the Lions this week. Uh, lane three, even though they're on the road. Uh, mm -hmm. It's going to be hot in Miami, so they're going to have to live up with that. But mm -hmm. I, I think they get past that over under at 46 and a half at this point. So, you know, Vegas is expecting somewhere along the line of a 25-22 uh, game. Mm -hmm. uh, somewhere in that realm. And they've been pretty close on a lot of games. So it, it really falls into play. But I like Detroit uh, given the points. And then I think I think I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to be a lopsided affair. Hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I can't argue with, your, with uh, what you're saying. I don't have any faith in Brock as well. So uh, we actually have a couple minutes before we go to our next uh, commercial break. Uh, do, you don't, do you have a... Uh, a DFS lineup you could share, otherwise we'll start going over Vikings Jets. Oh, I always have DFS lineups I could share. Right. Here, I right. got one here. Uh, this is on DraftKings. I prefer mm -hmm. DraftKings. Sorry, folks. Uh, I like the full point PPR. Um, mm -hmm. I got Jameis Winston as, as QB for sixty three hundred. I got mm -hmm. Lashawn McCoy in for fifty six hundred. I got Nick Chubb in for thirty six hundred. Mm -hmm. I got Robert Woods for seven thousand. Golden Tate for sixty four hundred. Taylor Gabriel for 4700 David Njoku for 4200 Todd mm. Gurley in my flex for 9800 and then the Lions defense for 2400 There you go. I like it. I like it. And then you get, like you said, you try to get uh, Todd Gurley in there, and you did. And I like Njoku this week as well. I like what he's been doing lately with, with Mayfield. Actually, I like Mayfield for the next several weeks. 
He's got a cake schedule. Yeah, yeah right. for the next four weeks, yeah. All right, when we come back, uh, start breaking down the Vikings at the Jets. Everybody wants to rule the world. But it's Taz's world you're just living in. We'll come back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update, Joe Galena, the Fantasy Taz Chip Day. Yeah. This, this music's moving him because Sean Dangle knows just what buttons to push to keep us flying straight and to make uh, the Fantasy Taz move his body. <laughs> doesn't take much for that to happen i love music it's just you know every day on the frenzy i i, I get all that rap stuff and mm-hmm. you know while it's good for some people just not my cup of tea i like early rap i don't like the newer rap so much right. so give me an example of an early rap that you like you like uh rapper's delight that's Actually, I did love. I love the... that song. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great song. You know, mm-hmm. hey, look, I, I grew up in Mount Vernon, and you know, uh, Mount Vernon was one of the key cornerstones of the early rap movement. And uh-huh. you know, LL Cool J came through there. Heavy D came yeah. through there. Yeah. You know, all classics. Run DMC uh, was excellent. You know, I loved oh, that, that early stuff. Th- th- they mixed rap and and heavy yeah, guitars. Yeah, that was great. They did that a great was... job. Yeah, yeah. With Aerosmith's song, that was yeah. excellent. And even before that, the King of Rock, the King of Rock. Yeah, the King of Rock, right. Sucker MCs, they call me sire, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Back uh, before uh, everything got to be, you know, guns and bitches and hoes and all that crap. Right, right. And LL Cool J, uh, Mama said, knock me out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Jim, have you ever tried to get them to play rock music on the Frenzy? I keep asking, but I even told them I'd do the show topless on uh, Friday if they'd play some rock and roll. <laughs> Unfortunately, they still didn't play no rock and roll. <laughs> Man, that's a bummer. I can't imagine why. <laughs> All right. Well, are you, you're wearing the top now, right? You're not doing the show topless now, right? I am. I am. I'm not on video today. <laughs> I won't tell you what I'm wearing. Basically you nothing. Uh, right. <laughs> well, you know, if you look at the cartoons, uh, the, the Tasmanian devil never wore anything, right? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Right, right. Sean? Yeah. That's totally uh, true. He's totally yeah, living yeah. out his character right now. <laughs> you, you, you guys don't know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we've got the Jets. At home as the underdog to the Vikings, and I lost my screen test. So tell me what you have as the uh, the most recent uh, spread on this game. I had it at three and a half, and the over under forty six and a half. Uh, Jets, hold on, sorry. Uh, damn, I keep losing. Forty six and a half and minus four from uh, Minnesota. Gotcha. Okay, so we already talked uh, Terrell Pryor. Not only is he out uh, due to a groin tear, but he he was cut by the Jets today or it will be cut by the Jets today, as per Adam Schefter. Quincy Inunua out. So uh, we're we're liking, at least I'm liking, I'm liking Robbie Anderson, but I'm especially liking Jermaine Kearse. Uh, Anderson averaging five targets since week two. Uh, Kearse uh, playing out of the slot, and Vikings have had a problem with the slot, right? Uh, I kind of trust Kearse a little more. Last week, uh, Kearse 10 targets, 9 for 94. Hey, and it was funny because last Sunday morning, uh, I actually said I really like Kearse 
in that game. You know, I, I was worried about Anunu's hand. I thought they'd get Curse more involved. And, and both uh, Mike Blewett and Sean's father, Scott, uh, really mm-hmm. just thought that was a joke. And I was kidding. But he was mm-hmm. one of the players that saved my DFS lineups that had Marshawn Lynch in it and still gave me a winning game. So uh, he there really pulled through for me. Perfect. The contrarian play in a way when no one was looking to play him last week. So good job on your part. Hey, it happens. And, uh, Every once in a while, we all hit something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you stood up to those bullies in our yeah. network. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> Scotty's the king. I'm just a jester. There you go. There you go. So, uh, Isaiah Crowell dealing with an ankle injury. Missed some uh, practice time, but it's probably playing, right? Uh, I kind of really wouldn't trust either uh, Powell uh Bilal Powell or Crowell this week, right? Tough matchup against the Vikes, uh, tough against the run. Oh, absolutely. The Vikings number six against the run on the year. Uh, you know, only giving up three touchdowns to the position so far. You know, mm-hmm. definitely a, a tough defense against the run. You know, it, it might make the Jets end up passing more. Uh, so it definitely could play into Curse's hands, I hope, I hope, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, take on uh, what Sam Donald has done so far this season? Hey, he's a rookie. He's going to, you know, first of all, he doesn't have the greatest weapons around him, first of all. Uh, Very Mm -hmm. inconsistent all the way across the board, let's say. Uh, Nunwa was probably the only consistent one, and that's only because he was getting consistent targets. So everybody else, I mean, Kroll's been totally up or totally down. Powell Mm -hmm. hasn't really been the in-between guy we expected. So, you know, can't put it all on him. There were a couple of games where he looked like he lost a little bit of his confidence and struggled a little bit. But the last couple of games, he's played a little better. You know, they went out and uh, had a really great game uh, last week. And, you know, they, they have that possibility. I mean, they just took it to the Colts last week right from the opening whistle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we talked about that the uh, Jets are hurting at uh, receiver. What about uh, Chris uh, Chris Herndon, their tight end, finally uh, caught a touchdown last week, two catches, 56 yards, a touchdown. Do you think that, I mean, really hasn't been one tight end that's really established themselves uh, for the for the Jets, right? Do you think that Herndon uh, might be somebody to watch? Well, he's absolutely somebody to watch because, like you said, they don't really have anybody else who's actually done anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe he gets that opportunity. Um, and we could see it with, with the tight end grouping in fantasy that's going on right now where you get the top four guys and then the rest of the guys are pretty much crapshoots each and every mm-hmm. week anyway. Uh, right. It wouldn't be a surprise to see Herndon come out of nowhere and start to put up fantasy-relevant numbers. All he needs is a chance. And with mm-hmm. all these wide receivers down, he may very well get it. Will I play him this week? Heck no. Uh, mm-hmm. But absolutely keeping my eye on him to see if this kind of trend continues. If he continues to get the targets and definitely the red zone looks – then he's going to become a viable option. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, all he needs is a chance. That's what we all need, right? Just, just give us a chance. Just give all peace we a chance need too. Is chance. Yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give peace a chance, right? So you, yeah, you combine give peace a chance with all you need is love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so uh, on the Viking side, right? You know, Kirk Cousins, man. Uh, I own him in a league. He actually, he's been pissing me off the past few weeks. <laughs> I mean, he's getting, he's getting it done, but not for fantasy, right? Uh, not not what number. you wanted anyway. I, no. I mean, well, I, I shouldn't say that. Basically, three out of the last four weeks have been kind of inconsistent for him. Yes. Had the one big yes. game right in the middle with the almost yeah, 38 the points. Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which, again, everybody saw that coming against the Rams. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just goes to show you. But, I mean, yeah, last couple of weeks been a little down. He did get you over 20 points last week. I think it was like 23. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, so, I mean, he did okay. But, Actually you know, have three out of the yeah. last four four weeks, he's only thrown one touchdown. Yeah. And the other week yeah. he had three. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's really getting hard to trust him, especially when they don't really have a pass, a running game that's really been – you know, established. I mean, Murray had a good game last week uh, against mm-hmm. the Cardinals. I think he has a little bit harder matchup this week against the Jets. Cousins is going to have to throw. Luckily, the Jets can be beaten through the air. So I, I expect him to bounce back this week um, and get off that one touchdown that he's been throwing the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, it's definitely starting to get a little concerning after the, the great start he had. Right. Uh, so uh, we mentioned uh, Dalvin Cook out again, and you mentioned Latavius Murray coming off of a uh, 155 rushing yard performance and a touchdown as well. Uh, 
what are we thinking about uh, Murray this week? You said uh, you think that he's going to have a little bit of a tougher time, right? So, I mean, it's not somebody that you would look to, to plug into a DFS lineup. I mean, especially with a guy like Chubb around who's so cheap. Well, it, yeah, it, it's tough. There's a couple of options I, I like a little better than him this week. Carry on, Chubb. Uh, I, I trust a little bit more. But Murray should get his. I mean, Jets defense a little better than what he faced last week. Had a good game last week. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just say – if you need to plug him in, and I get that, a lot of guys on by, a lot of guys not living up to expectations, he's going to get plenty of opportunities in this one. So I, I say if you need to plug him in, plug him in, but uh, just temper your expectations of what you get back. Yeah. Uh, Thielen, 2,000 yards on the season. He's got Ooh, like 705, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's – I don't know 2,000 ends up being the case, but right now he just – Nobody can seem to find the trigger to stop him uh, until right. they do. You, you just got to love what you're seeing from the kid. He, he's just blown off all doors. Every, every, a lot of people coming into the season had doubts that he he would have the kind of season he had last year, and everybody yeah. expected Diggs to be the guy to step in and really be the number one there. And, you know, while Diggs is having a good season, it, it's he's not the number one, not even in Minnesota. Right, yeah. It's been a, a little inconsistent, Diggs, uh, when you look at his numbers. Uh Three games where he's had four catches or less, but uh, hasn't had a touchdown since week two. He had two in week two, and since then, no TDs. Any concerns for Diggs, or is he someone that you might consider? You think that you could actually buy him for a little bit lower than the value that he had at the start of the season just because Thielen has overshadowed him so much? I absolutely think he's a great buy-low candidate right now. Like you said, mm-hmm. uh, hasn't done much since those early games, and I mm-hmm. expect that absolutely to bounce back. Uh, you know, defense is, if, for no other reason, they'll start putting two and three guys on Thielen every single play, no matter how they have to do it, uh, mm-hmm. even operating out of that slot. And that's just going to free up Diggs at some point. So, uh, yeah, I definitely I think Diggs is an excellent buy-low candidate right now. All right. So what are we thinking in terms of uh, game script for this one there, Taz? Ah, oh, man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, why why like don't you character. give me your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this one. I, I keep going back and forth. Why don't you give your thoughts first while I try to get mine together? Yeah, I mean, if you if you had to put – I mean, this is a game that I wouldn't, like, pick to, to, to bet. Let's say if I had – if I wanted to pick five games, this wouldn't be one. Um, I, I think I got to go – What's the spread in this that you had? It was four, right? Right. I think four. I gotta, yeah, I think I got to go Vikings. I think it's time for the Vikings to just right the ship and get it done. You know, uh, I know the Jets home underdog. Uh, you know, I don't think the Jets are going to be able to stop Thielen. Um, you know, I think Murray is going to have a decent day. And uh, I just think that it's time that the Vikings just, you know, just snap out of it already. I know it's not scientific, <laughs> you know, uh, analysis, but if you had to put a gun to my head, I think I'd take the uh, the Vikings and the points. And uh, the 46 and a half is, is, is the over-under. I think I might go, let's say, a 21-17 game, so that would make it a... Uh, under, under. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, And you're right. This is not a game I would bet Um, Mm -hmm. because the Jets defense at home could come out and put up a really good game. We've seen Minnesota struggle the last few weeks that way. Uh, It could be another one, but it also could be a game where Minnesota comes right out and gets on top early uh, and puts it down. But, man, if gun to my head, I think I'm taking the Jets at home with the four points Uh after the game they played last week against Indy. Uh, But I would take – if I'm taking the Jets, I'm taking the under as well. Right, right. All right. Yeah, so both of us really don't like this game. <laughs> yeah, really don't like this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, all right. So let's uh, move forward. Uh, keep breaking down these games. Remember, uh, at 3 o'clock, you could give us a call, 844. Uh, only at 3, 3 o'clock, no. Uh, during the 3 o'clock <laughs> segment, 844 uh, if you have any questions uh, with your lineups or uh, trades or whatnot. But uh, let's take a look at this uh, game. We have the Eagles at home against the Panthers. Um, and I have the Eagles as a 4.5-point favorite at this stage. I believe that is correct, yes. Yep. Over under, and a, no, actually, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I misspoke. Yeah. Five and a half points now. Well, okay, so it went up. Okay. What do you have as the over-under in it? 45. 
Yeah, okay, so that stayed steady. So Carson Wentz finally looks like he's gotten that rust out, right? Or maybe it's just because he was playing the Giants. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, well, I, it, it's hard to discount that, but it could very well be. because. But, you know, he's had three pretty consistent games in a row, so I think he's shaking the, the rust off. Uh, you know, definitely last uh, three games he's thrown for seven touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, averaged over 300 yards a game in those three games. Again, Titans, Vikings, and Giants, not the defenses they once were, but uh, Titans better than the other two still exploited yeah. them pretty well. Yeah. Well, the one good thing that going Wentz's way is that uh, Panthers don't have uh, a prolific pass rush, so uh, Wentz should have uh, time to throw the ball. Uh, Panthers uh, not giving up uh, many fantasy points per game to running backs, ninth fewest, uh, but are giving up uh, a little over five yards per carry to the position. So uh, we got to see finally you know, leading up to that game with Ajayi being put on the IR, whether or not uh, Corey Clement was going to be the guy or when the Small- Smallwood was going to be the guy. So Smallwood outsnapped Clement uh, 62 to 38%, but Clement had the better day, right? 11 for 43 on the ground, a touchdown, uh, three catches, 26 uh, yards. Smallwood 18 for 51, that's 2.81 yards per carry, and a reception for zero. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't like either one of these guys in this one at all. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't trust him. Like you said, Smallwood outsnapped him last last week. I expect that trend to continue. But, mm-hmm. uh, again, both of these guys right now seem to be touchdown dependent. Clement not really getting enough uh, in the air to really make him viable on its own. So he needs mm-hmm. to get in the end zone as well. And I just don't like their chances this week. Right. Uh, Alshon Jeffries, back to the uh, Eagles passing game, uh, getting plenty of looks from Wentz, picking up those air yards. I know you love those air yards, Taz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. We we <laughs> talked a lot of air yards this week on all different shows. Uh, it's just, yeah. a, it, you know, it is what it is. It's one little piece of a puzzle as long as you're using it that way and not as the be-all, end-all of how you right. f- set up your, your, your thought process. And then I'm okay with that. Every little piece helps. Sure, absolutely, yeah. Uh, information is golden, right? Yeah, so last week, uh, 8 for 74 for uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Two touchdowns. You confident in him rest of way or, uh, you know, I mean. Uh... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, look, I, I like Jeffrey when he's on the field. He's an absolute, uh, you know, excellent wide receiver. Uh, I think he's absolutely going to be on the fringe of a wide receiver one for the rest of the way. Wentz mm-hmm. likes him, trusts him, uh, going to go to him. I think the only thing that takes him down at this point is another injury, which is possible. Um, so that's the problem with that. But look, Panthers absolutely allowing 13 receptions a game, 180 yards to wideouts. Uh, Jeffrey should see a lot of opportunity in this one. Uh, absolutely love him this week. Yeah. Uh, Al- Nelson Aguilar, uh, Hasn't had a touchdown in four games. Uh, what do you think the issue is with him? Uh, just too many mouths to feed, and he's too far down the chain, mm-hmm. I, I think is what's, what we're seeing now. Uh, he's also you know, losing a few uh, routes run by to Jordan Matthews, which doesn't help him. Uh, just uh, everything's going the other way. I mean, it, right now it seems to be all Zach Ertz and Jeffrey in the passing game. Yeah, yeah. Zach Ertz, three games, at least 10 catches this season. So Yeah, yeah the right. guy's he's balling out. He's playing great yeah. right now. Yeah, you're right. Ertz and Jeffrey. So we'll be back uh, with your phone calls and more analysis of Week 7. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 